I mean, Floyd uh, clearly won the fight. They didn't have an official rule, but every statistic went in his way. So, yeah, I mean, for Logan, I guess it's a win because uh, you didn't get knocked out. But I I didn't really take much from it. It really wasn't something that I cared that much about. What was it? Like, Logan landed 21 out of, like, 213 punches, and Floyd landed, like, 55 out of, like, 100 or something? Yeah, like percentage wise, I think Floyd it was seven to forty four. I think I think Floyd hit like fifty percent of his jabs, or it was I think it was either that or his punches, and Logan hit like they both hit seven, but uh, Floyd only threw fourteen, and Logan threw like at least fifty. Yeah, so he I mean, he didn't know what he was up. doing. He had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, and like we kind of all, all assumed. There's a little chance of Logan to win, but we all expected Floyd to win because even though Logan had the 30-pound advantage and the however however bigger he was in height, Floyd is one of the best boxers, if not the best boxer of all time to some people. Mm-hmm. So that's really what yeah. I took away from that, that there really wasn't no fight. It was just two men hugging for seven rounds. The first round was kind of interesting, but... That was the only round uh, Logan had any energy, yeah. and he's just went full attack mode. He went uh, just no form, just was swinging. Really wasn't doing anything. But Yeah, uh, I mean, that's what Floyd does. He takes energy out of his opponents, and then he attacks. I mean, we saw that with Conor McGregor. And, I mean, that was the last fight that I watched. I know he had someone in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. But going away yeah. from boxing, let's start with the Royals. Jackson Coar makes his MLB debut. I was... I have all, I have been a Jackson Coar fan. I thought he was going to do great things. He still can do great things. But yep. he had the shortest debut in Royals history with two-thirds of an inning, allowing mm-hmm. four runs and having 40 pitches. What are your thoughts on Jackson Coar? Jackson. Well, I mean, there's not much to uh not much to say yet. Um he was really dominant in the minors this year, which obviously is why he got the call. But yeah, I mean that was that was brutal. It was just you know he got the leadoff guy, so he felt like all right. But then, in fact, once guys started getting on, he got really nervous. Uh, wasn't pitching like he like he normally would. He was thinking about it a little too hard, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that this would just be a first start jitter. You'll see. I mean, these guys, you're gonna have bad starts out of these guys that are just starting out. Um, Lynch, Coar. Uh, Singers had bad starts. Bubich will have bad starts. It's just going to happen. Um, and, you know, it sucks that that's how his MLB debut went. But, yeah, we'll see. I, I still think, personally, um, I am worried that there is a little bit of a problem with uh, Cal Eldred. I just think because you see these pitchers dominate in the minors, they're, they're drafting these guys, developing them, and then the second they get to the show, they're struggling really bad. Which is, I mean, here, on one hand um, – yeah, that's normal. The MLB is a lot harder than minor league baseball. But on the other hand, it's kind of to the point to where it's really it's really not making any sense how bad they're playing in the majors versus how they're playing in the minors. I understand, like I said, that there is a leap. But, I mean, they're not pitching like they're the same person when they get to the majors, which is something that's interesting. Um, and, you know, won't name names, but before we've been told, you know, there are guys that don't like Cal Eldred. So, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting situation. Uh, I, for one, think that there might be something going on there, but well, I guess we'll just see. I'm not, I'm not giving up on any of the young guys yet, Lynch or Coar or any yeah. of them. But I mean, 
I forgot who said it yesterday. Salvi has not played someone that's had it or has not caught for someone that has a split finger. And while Coer didn't have his command there, Salvi really didn't know how to block them because he hasn't had to deal with that for a while. But, I mean, I feel like that's stuff that kind of just you figure out as we go on. But going off of like what you said with Cal is when you look at Daniel Lynch, he's not doing great in AAA. I don't know if you saw. He has like a 3.95 ERA. Jackson Coar, though, on the other hand, 0.85 and five starts. He only allowed three runs and five starts this year and two-thirds of an inning in the Royals. He allowed more. He allowed four runs. So, I mean, it's just something to look at. I mean, we're not seeing anyone really connect with pitching. Danny Duffy, we've seen, but when he started getting hurt, it it started looking like he was uh, going back to last year's Duffy. You know, I think – it's tough because obviously inexperience is a huge factor in this and that these guys have never faced major league hitters. They don't really necessarily, you know, know or what they're doing. And a lot of them, you also have to consider how many of these guys have pitched a game or even a bullpen session with Perez. Mm-hmm. A lot of them haven't even worked with Salvi. So, um, you know, you'll, we'll see. Um, you know, Lynch and Coar obviously have been, you know, obviously just one start for Coar, but a little underwhelming to start. Um, but you know, I think, I think as time goes on, you'll you'll see some progression. That you would have to think one of them is going to work out at least. Um, and you, you kind of saw it with Singer. I mean, he was better when he first got up, but even he's been through some of the the rough patches of a young pitcher. And so, I think you you don't give up on those guys yet, obviously, and. We'll see going forward. Hopefully, hopefully they can show you the stuff that they were in uh, in the minors because we haven't seen it at all in the majors. Yeah, uh, just looking at the chat, Mad. What is up? We were just talking about the Royals baseball. I know you're a big Cincy guy. Uh, so yeah, anyone that's listening to the audio version, we are, ha- are now streaming these on Twitch, seeing how it goes. But let's get mm-hmm. back to the Royals. Jorge Soler finally hit a home run. That, so that, that was, was nice. That was nice. I mean, it, went three for four. Are you talking about last night? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is, yes, they did that, but I mean, they did it when the game was over, basically. Well, Dozier I mean, that, didn't. And, and... That's true. I mean, so I, mean, I know, but it's just, you'd like to see that happen in a winning effort. I, yeah. I know, obviously, it's not their fault that we lost, but it just feels like every time that we need them to come through in a game that's winnable, they can't. And then when we're down five, six runs, they, they can all of a sudden get three hits. You're just like, all right, that, wow. I want to talk about, um, what the corresponding move was with, I was uh, just about to bring that up too, with bringing up, um, Coar because one Junis getting sent down kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't really expecting him to be, you know, he hadn't been great this year. He's been struggling of recent. Um, but, you know, there's definitely worse guys in that bullpen. There is an obvious answer. There, there is an obvious answer. Um, and in fact, I, yeah, I mean, there is an obvious answer. But also, they uh, didn't even have to make this move. They decided to make this move. They designated Jake Newberry for assignment, which, um, you know, seemed like a nice guy, but was well overdue. Um, I had been advocating for that for so long. Um, and another thing I wonder is um, – when the hell is Jesse Hahn coming back? I haven't seen him in like. Has isn't he on the sixty day IL? Did he go on the sixty, bro? 
Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure he did. But, no, my God. That dude no. cannot stay healthy. Wade Davis you know he's going to go on the IL as Mondesi, too. You know he's about to go back on it. He already is. He's been, oh, they put him back on the IL? Yeah, on Sunday. <sighs> my God. It was, the 10-day? Yeah. Godly. That guy can't stay healthy either. That's But he can come get? back a week ago from yesterday. It's what, did we get like three games out of him, maybe? We got four. Oh my God, Wait, no. that's so frustrating. We got six. Something like that. We had three so series bad. with him, kind of. But no. The Royals, I don't yeah. know. It's, they should have sent down Davis. Or not sent down. They, they should have designated, designated for assignment. Yeah, Davis, for assignment. Um, probably the reason that... And you uh, want to know something? Junis Davis got, isn't leaving now because he had a decent outing against the Angels yesterday. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I've been team just let go of all the veterans, let go of Davis, let go of Irvin Santana, let go of. I mean, I just don't. I'm fine with keeping Irvin Santana, but I mean, the reason they're here is so more can give those players, can have those players give the young players like a winning mentality. But to be honest, when you have Salvi, you have Carlos Santana. I mean, you have Whit Merrifield, Andrew Benatendi. All those yeah. guys have been in the playoffs and the World Series, other than mm-hmm. Whit Merrifield, of course. You have players that can set that mentality for the for the younger guys in the clubhouse. You don't need to bring back old vets that really are just there for the clubhouse uh, aspect. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a frustrating situation. They're the the hard part is that they're good enough. They've shown that they're good enough to compete for a wild card spot but they're just sense. they're not consistent at all yes. and when you have even if they hit well last night when you have Dozier and Solaire in the lineup it's just it's just not it's not I mean I don't know what to say they're both hitting like under 150 it's just you can't wait you can't win with that you basically have two automatic outs every time in the lineup and then when, I'm, I hate to bring his name up I mean it's not his fault that he keeps hitting Nikki Lopez I mean Mm-hmm. It's just another wasteful at bat, because I mean, you know, he, you know, they put him on, you know, they put him on the All Star ballot as a DH. Yes, I no, like that. That was interesting. And he's the only one on the ballot without a home run. And like everyone, I think the next lowest has five. I really kind of want to see him as a DH. You know how funny that would be. Nicky Lopez is a starting designated hitter in the American. Oh my god, All-Star that'd game. be so bad. That's Omar. That's Omar Infante All Star game type level. Yeah, that. I don't know why they put him as our DH and they put Solaire as an out. I mean, I mean probably because they knew Solaire stood no chance at DH. So, and yeah. I don't I know. I saw but. this interesting stat. The past two uh, full-season home run leaders, so Chris Davis and Jorge Solaire. Chris Davis got designated for assignment yesterday. They're both hitting Finally. below 215. Like, they both sucked. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, so I, the I reason. I don't want to win the home run title. In all, in all honesty, the reason that uh, Solaire probably had that great year was the juiced balls because yeah, everyone was hitting the ball that year. So, yeah, I don't know. There's not much to say. Uh, the Royals are pretty mediocre. If they could get contribution from Coar, maybe Lynch, um, Singer, and Bubich keep doing their thing, then – I mean, you know, Duffy's got to be coming back here. Like Duffy's got to be coming back, and so you, you go back to it. Yeah, you'd go to a rotation of uh, Duffy, Keller, Minor, Singer, Coar, and uh, 
Minor. Minor or Bubich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think they kick Bubich out of the starting five at this point. Yeah. So To be honest, I wouldn't be opposed to Mike Minor bullpen move. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not but sure how thrilled he'd be with that. Contract, yeah. I'm not sure how excited he would be to go to the bullpen. I wouldn't be but... opposed to trading him either. I mean, yes, but is there really anything you can get for Mike Miner right now? Not just really. Just prospects? I don't know. Cast, I don't know. He's just considerations. <laughs> he's not really anything notable, so it, it would it might be a little hard to get something for him. No, but I don't know. Let's kind of go away from the Royals talk. Uh, the home run race has been kind of inter- interesting. Vladdy has taken off. Glad he's chilling it this year. Yeah. He has 14 home runs in like 20 games or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. He's nuts. Ronald Kinger Jr. Is like what? He leads the league in home runs. I think. Does he now? Yeah. Him. uh, They got him up there. He's been gone for like 15 days of the season. I think Tatis is up there as well. Yeah. It's between Vladdy, Um, Tatis, and Ronald Tatis has been hurt as well. So. Yeah. And yet. They're they're all having insane years. Um, The future of the movie is looking promising. That's what I'm trying. I got to you. Got a lot of young, uh, yeah, a lot of young guys, and it's it's really not that um, crazy to think that in the next few years somebody's gonna overtake Trout as the best player in the league. I mean, Trout, it's just gonna be like one of those times that they meet on uh, their their own courses. Trout, someone's going up and someone's going down. They're just gonna meet yeah. at some time, and it's just which be... Trout has not gone down at all. But... No, but eventually, like you said, it will happen. It's gonna yeah, happen. Uh... There's guys getting closer to his level than there has been in a while. Yeah. I feel like you're looking at Tatis and, yeah, Acuna. Acuna. Uh, Juan Soto. Yeah, guys, I know he's so, Juan Soto could really, yeah. Those I think he in, needs to get away from the Nationals. Yeah, I, I, I truly that. think he could be the next Mike Trout when I say he's on a bad team and he doesn't have anything. I know he has the World Series – yeah. ring that he got in like his first or second year but after that i don't think the nationals will make the playoffs for another like five years at least yeah I, I don't know i think they probably have a shit ton of control on him they probably have a ton of arbitration and a ton of ways to keep him around and they'll do anything they can probably but uh yeah i'd be interested <clears throat> it'd be interesting to see if he moved um you know if if mookie betts is gonna get dealt i guess it's possible how many years did he sign to? 15, 13 or something like that? Mookie signed a stupid long contract, yeah. That's what I don't like. I mean, it's good for the players. They're getting their yeah. money. But, like, yeah, get your money. Why do teams think they're going to have a, like, have Mookie out of the potential he's at right now till the end of this contract? Same goes with Tatis. What is it, 13 or 16 years? Yeah, and I mean, I think most of the time they don't sign them thinking that they'll be this good for all of those years. It's more so just like, hey, if we're signing you to a 13-year deal, if you can play at this level for eight or nine of them, that that would honestly be worth it. Yeah, and le- unlike Albert Pujols, who really just shit the bed. Albert, yeah, I don't even. Did he even make one All Star game with the Angels? I I think he don't. made. I think he made one, and he fit in the best AL MVP positioning he finished in was like 10th or 16th. Yeah, completely. Yeah, he made the 2015 All Star game, so he made one. He made one with them. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of those long contracts personally. Um, but I mean, I like mean, you said, it's good for the player. I mean, it gives them security. There is the argument as well that, um, you know, if you do give them that long contract, 
the, the market's going to go up eventually um, in the next few years. Every few years it goes up. So once the market goes back up, he's going to be making a lot less per year, whoever you give that long contract to than somebody yeah. else had just signed. And I think that's also why teams sign them to those long con- contracts is so they don't but, sign the eight years. And then, yeah. like you said, right as they're like, then they would have to sign them more. But one last thing before we get into another topic outside of baseball, if the Royals uh-huh. keep up their this pace with their record, would you be pleased at the end of the year? I mean, yeah, I think if they could even just be that's five hundred. I think even if they were under five hundred, I'd be okay with it. Um, if they ended up being like seventy eight and eighty four or something something along those lines, I'd be pretty excited about that. I mean, this team hasn't eclipsed seventy wins. I know last year isn't obviously a <laughs> isn't no fair to say, but wins. yeah, no one did that last year, but. They haven't eclipsed 70 wins since uh, six, no, 17. Okay, so 18 and 19, they lost 100. Last year, they were bad. So they if they were able to, 100. I don't know if we would have lost 100 last year, but it we would have lost. We would have been in the 90s for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if they can avoid, honestly, if they avoid losing 90 games, that would all that would honestly be. I think something that's doable. I, I think that's really doable. At worst, I hope they go seventy three and eighty nine, which is very doable. Yeah, if, and then next they, year, I like we've kind of discussed. I think this is a twenty thirteen year, but I'm not saying on the aspects of us making it to the World Series of fourteen and fifteen. I'm just saying I think we're one year short from seeing something special. Oh yeah, I mean we're. It feels like we're on the cusp of starting to compete again. You can see the trajectory of the team. It really, honestly, is going to depend, though, a lot on if Coar and Lynch can step up and play well. If Bobby Witt is as advertised, I don't you know, know. A lot of that Bobby Witt in his last seven games, like batting three fifty four or something like that. Yeah, another guy though that surprisingly has turned it around is Prado. Yeah, uh, he. I know John won't be happy about that. I, I honestly, I wasn't a huge Prado guy either, and he had been not so good his last year. He played, he batted under 200, but this year he's been batting pretty well. I think he's the seventh high. I think he's the seventh first baseman in the minor leagues right now on MLB. Um, so, and I, you know, there's he he's probably not that far away from getting called up. It might not nah. be this year, but it for sure would be next year. I mean. He's. This yeah. is his fourth. This is his fourth year in the minors. I really so didn't look at it that way. I mean, he he played 17, 18, 19, and then twenty one. He because they didn't play last year. So this would be his. And we signed. I mean, he, well, we signed Santana to a two year deal. No, Santana was one. He is. I thought it was yeah. two. Mm-mm. It's one year, three point five. Um, even even if though, I mean, Wait, we got I, Santana I, for three point five. I thought we got him for eight. Mm-mm. Okay, sorry, but if we're like. Below 500 at the deadline, we have to trade Santana. He's like 100%. I don't give a, a shit if we're baseman, top, top 10 first baseman in the yeah. MLB right now. I don't give a hell if we're, oh, I don't give a shit if we're a little over 500. I would yeah. still trade him. Like, I, unless you are in a position, I, I'd say this if you're within, by the time you get to July 31st, if you're within five games of the wild card, you can make a decision. You can look at it and say, okay, what. Do, do we hang on to our pieces? I would very, very, very much so like them not to trade any prospects, even even the lower tier ones. But if I mean, if you're within five of a wild card, I could see you maybe going to get 
and a guy that's not really that expensive, just a veteran guy to add, see if maybe something can happen. But if you're any more than five games out of a wild card spot come the trade deadline, I think you absolutely have to trade Santana. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you also traded Taylor um, and maybe even Holland. I'm not sure if they're really – I mean, though. honestly, though. If we can trade Holland, I'd be happy. It's so not to take him. It doesn't really sound that realistic when you say it. But um, the MLB this year – so many teams have a bad bullpen. It is unbelievable. The, so the best dude, the Dodgers bullpen is terrible so far this year. Well, there are they've some, also aren't they losing arms left and right with injuries? Uh, yeah, and but I mean, this just like it feels like there's no bullpen right now that's reliable across the entire league. So there's definitely going to be, I'd say, more than any position uh, come this trade deadline, it'll be the bullpen that. Guys are going to be looking for arms. To... I literally couldn't tell you who the best closer in baseball is right now. I mean, Chapman's still got a pretty good argument. Yeah, He's Chapman. Been... Chapman obviously stands out, but like, literally, like you said, I no team comes to my mind. Like, oh, if you get to the seventh inning and they're winning, they they're going to win. Like, yeah, no one really has that dominant of a bullpen right now, which is which is kind of surprising because. On paper, there were some teams you looked at and thought they would probably have a good bullpen. I mean, you look at the Yankees bullpen. Uh, with Chapman, Zach Britton, Adam Ottavino. I mean, they have some arms in that bullpen. And they are they haven't been as dominant. I mean, Chapman's been dominant. He's got a – Chapman's got a .39 ERA this year in 23 games. I mean, the kind of stands out to me a little bit. With Hater. I mean, Hater's, you know, obviously one of the elite closers in the game. Um, Trevor Rosenthal, yeah. I know he's injured. But the White Sox, I know they signed uh, – what's his name from Oakland? Uh, Liam Hendricks. Yeah. Who was at one point a royal, and yeah. he's a uh, he's he's doing really well this year too. Yeah, but I mean the thing is, there are some good closures around the league, no doubt. But there are there's not any bullpen out there that is bulletproof in the sense that I would trust them in a playoff series to get yeah, if I, I needed if I needed them to pitch three innings. I, I can't say that would be the most comfortable situation. I think that would be a little. There's no, I said, there's no Royals bullpen. There's no 2015 bullpen in this in this yeah. uh, this season, which we saw. You know, the last, you know, we've seen it. Cleveland's bullpen was really good the year after. Anytime uh, we Andrew the, Miller came out, I, I was like, well, this is three up, three down. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you've seen some good bullpens uh, on these World Series teams, but this year it just feels like nobody really has one yet. All right, uh, let's step away from baseball. Where do you want to go, NFL or NBA? Uh, we can go NFL. Feel like there's not much to talk about, so we'll get it, cover it. So obviously, I know, Julio. I know the big. I know one of the big stories is Rogers not showing up today. Oh, yeah. Jackson's a uh, big Packers fan. For anyone that's here, mm-hmm. yeah. Julio, uh, mad? Did we call it or what? Uh, mad? I know you called Tennessee before, but yes, Julio Jones to Tennessee for a second round pick and a seventh, second and fourth, fourth. That was close. And then they gave up Julio in a sixth. Yeah. Uh, I truly I mean, I believe think this is a win-win for both teams. I truly believe that asking price because that's not a very hard asking price for Julio Jones. I truly believe the asking price was different for other teams. I feel like they did. I feel like teams like Seattle that was in on them. I don't know if a team like Green Bay was in on them, but I feel like anybody in the NFC probably would have had to give up more to get them. I yeah, feel like they. Yeah, I feel like they gave Tennessee a better deal because they're out of conference. Yeah. And and their head coach, Atlanta's head coach, just left Tennessee. So I feel like they're 
there's connection there as well. It's, yeah, it's going to be mean, interesting. Uh, Julio isn't a guy that you acquire to give you 17 dominant games, but uh, he doesn't really have to. I mean, he, as long as he shows, he, if he does the Sammy Watkins and he shows up in the playoffs, then that's all that that's, matters. that's all. That's what Tennessee needs, and they're playing in an incredibly weak division. Um, Jacksonville's terrible, even with Lawrence being there. Houston's going to be the worst team in the league. Indy has a solid roster. Indy's but a coin flip. If Carson Wentz plays the way he was with Frank Wright, then they're a scary team. If yeah, they could be the really good, has. but there's really no telling. Um, it's going to be a pretty dynamic offense. You've got Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Julio. Uh, that's, that's going to be a pretty good offense, but – Still, I really don't think that makes them a threat I still in the think AFC. The Bills are better. I would still say Buffalo and Kansas City. I, I would put. I don't even. I even might think, put the Ravens on top of the Titans. Oh, I would. I would. I I, I put Cleveland on top of the Titans. Nah, I, I wouldn't do that. Cleveland's got a stacked roster, man. They roster wise, they have very few holes. They have a. I don't know where you put oh, yeah, Baker, they got but he clowning too. I forgot. They did do that. I don't know where you put Baker, but he's definitely on the top half of quarterbacks. He's not yeah, on the well, six. Yeah, yeah. You got the best running. You easily have the best backfield in football with Chubb and Hunt. Your wide receiver core is pretty solid. Tight end core is pretty solid. Offensive line is really good. Defensive line, you got Garrett and Clowney now. Um, I mean, that team is, I feel like, a lot more well-rounded than uh, Tennessee. And I don't think, I don't think the gap between Tannehill and Mayfield is that gigantic either so i think that's the thing this Tannehill is bet it has better stats than patrick mahomes might be the dumbest thing that's been going around i know we are from kc but if you look at ryan Tannehill's stats compared yeah. to patrick mahomes the one thing they didn't put in ryan Tannehill has a one percent better completion rate than patrick mahomes mm-hmm. because he has 500 passing attempts in his last 26 starts or in the last two seasons so pretty much around the last two, uh, mm. 26 starts. Patrick Mahomes has 1,088 passing yeah. attempts. Yeah. And so, of course, your QBR rating is going to be a little bit better, well understanding, if you have less passing attempts. <laughs> and if you have, uh, yeah, passing attempts. And if you just have less movement. And they, I mean, when, when you go to that type of stuff, they purposefully leave out. And they purposefully make those stats for narrative-wise. Like and, yeah, they put total touchdowns for Tannehill. Tannehill has 11 rushing too. touchdowns in the last two years. Yeah. I mean, you you think about it. I mean, no one really that's an intelligent person would argue that Tannehill's better than Mahomes. They just put that out there to show Tannehill's got similar stats. But they do it since a certain week. They're like, since week eight of 2019. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Like – Let's let's compare both of their first like both of their first forty starts and then see who's better. Or let's can you Mahomes know. literally only has forty five starts. That's the funny thing. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Nobody nobody would ever take Tannehill over Mahomes. It just wouldn't happen. Nobody would be that stupid. So, um, and I guarantee you, you could ask every GM in the NFL, including Tennessee's, and they would tell you they would rather have Mahomes than Tannehill. Yeah, and something I did want to say about Julio is I truly don't think. I th- I think the Titans would have liked a first round pick from an NFC team, but mm-hmm. I don't think they were getting first round pick offers. I truly don't. Yeah, I think they're. I think that's part of it. I think honestly, 
I think the first round pick might have been a might have been something they could have gotten before Julio went on undisputed <laughs> without knowing and said all of that stuff about how he's out, you know, where he's going. This Dallas, yeah, because I, I mean, teams knew they that. He, he at that point, it just became you're getting rid of him. We know you have to. You're you're just looking to get rid of him. We're not gonna. You can give us an offer. We're not going to beg you for him because obviously yeah. he wants out and you're going to trade him. So, you and know, Thomas, I mean, uh, someone said Julio hasn't had much production for a first rounder, which is very true. I believe. I think what did he say? He said he hasn't had much production for a first round pick value. Julio? In like the last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might've been injured, but I think when you look at Julio, I mean, listen, if you're, if you okay, let me ask you this: If you could draft one player right now at their age that they are with what their contract is, would you draft Devonte Smith or would you draft Julio Jones? You have a first rounder and Julio Jones. What team? What team am no, I? Because if I no, I'm it's I'm I'm just saying. Uh, I I would pick Smith. I'd probably go Julio. I probably no, would go Julio. Why? Because it's not like he's 37. He's 32. It's okay, not he's the 32. end of the You're paying him $23 million this year. Devontae Smith is a rookie. You're paying him what? Like- but, but here's the thing is you don't know if Devontae Smith is any good. You know Julio Jones is really good. That's why I would take Julio. Julio, I mean, even last year, everyone calls it a down year, was a really one of the top 15 receivers in the league. He can still produce, and when he's – He's shown you when he's at his, you know, at his absolute peak, he's the best wide receiver in football. So, I mean, I I wouldn't knock you for taking Devontae in that scenario. I mean, you thought about it. You thought about it. I mean, I did because it's – you have to think about the potential. But the only thing really holding me back was that I don't know necessarily, especially Philly. Every, every wide right, receiver in Philly – Let me ask you this. Take, Justin Jefferson or Julio Jones? Justin Jefferson. Okay. Because I've, I've seen Jefferson do it okay, at yeah, the NFL so let, level. Yeah. So you have one year of experience. It's hard for me to take a rookie over a guy that's one of the – I don't even feel like this is an exaggeration. One of the top ten wide receivers of all time. Like he, Julio's I, I numbers – He's put up some of the most absurd seasons in NFL history at wide receivers. So, I mean, listen. Obviously, the contract hurts with Julio compared to a rookie. But when you, when you don't give me the team, that's another thing. Because if we're dealing with – Aaron Rodgers, I might go Devontae Smith because I feel like Rodgers can or Mahomes, I feel like they can work with Devontae Smith and make him a better receiver. All right, let's but say if you're you, the Titans. If you're giving me okay, and then you're giving me Tannehill, I I would take Julio. Okay. Because I, I don't think Tannehill necessarily I'm not knocking Devontae. He could be a really good receiver. Well, no, but, I mean I don't think we are. I mean the dude was picked sixth overall. No, no, he was uh Devontae was tenth, I tenth. believe. Who was sixth? Waddle went sixth. Waddle, yeah. Jamar went fifth. I would think about it more with Waddle and, and well, Chase. Well, I meant honestly. to ask Waddle. Not, I meant to ask the dude that got drafted to the Dolphins, which is Waddle. Yeah. Um, Waddle I would consider a little more, but I'd still probably take Julio. But that might just be my bias because I Julio, I might I might think more highly of him than a lot of people. A.J. Brown I also think, might come because Julio's on the team. I don't know if you realize, but... A.J. Brown's really, really good. Yeah, He's, but like he has like a too much love on Julio, like, which is kind of scary. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know if you've seen his Twitter feed. It's just been all Julio. 
well, AJ Brown's about to get a lot more uh, man coverage looks. So yeah, and I don't out, know if you saw, but gonna, Julio's yeah. letting him keep number eleven too. Yeah, I saw he's going back to eight. Supposedly, was it? That. I don't That's know. That's what he was at Bama. It would make sense. Uh, yeah. No, no one's worn eight for uh, Tennessee since Mariota. Wow. Well, I mean, that's been what one year? Two years, I think. Yes, but still, eight's really only like well before eight's really like a kicker, a punter, or a quarterback before this year. So. I was gonna say not anymore. Now it's now it's open, but before it really wasn't open. So, but yeah, yeah now he can. He can go back to that, uh, but yeah, I'd rather not have Julio Jones over Marcus Mariota for the dude that's wearing number eight in the Tennessee. I, I would agree. I would agree. I think uh, even Julio on his worst day uh, would have would bring you more value than Mariota. So, yeah, I think I think it made sense for Tennessee. Um, Atlanta, I'm a little confused about because I Why just don't not un- trade Matt Ryan to the 49ers if you're gonna blow up. Yeah, it's like they can't decide if they want to blow up or not. Why take Kyle Pitts at four? When you could have taken Justin Fields. Yeah, you had quarterback options. And on top of that, you've really, like, even... Even core. Calvin Ridley's proven he could be a number one wide receiver. And they've had guys like Russell Gage and some other guys in the past year or two that have proven to be valuable while Julio's hurt. So to me, I think more than anything, it's not that they traded Julio. It's that it kind of makes me question the direction of what they're doing. Well, they because, had to trade him to sign their rookies. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't understand. I understand the financial reason to trade Julio. I don't understand why you restructure Matt Ryan's contract so the next two years give yeah. him more money he like than any quarterback contract? in the league. He makes... They restructured it to where the next two years he makes like forty plus million both years. Which, Matt Ryan's doing it right. But why though? Like, why fix the cap situation with him for this year if you're going to trade off your best receiver? Yeah, no. Like, what, I, just like I don't get the, Matt and, Ryan's and, not worth and has never been worth forty million a year. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's definitely a lot better than a lot of the quarterbacks in this league, even still. But yeah, I mean, if you're paying him forty plus million, good luck trying to win a anything important. Honestly, it's, right, right before they signed the contract or extension, they were in the Super Bowl. Since then, they haven't been back in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. I think they made it back one time. Yeah, and it's a pretty common theme. I mean, across the league, when you pay these guys, these quarterbacks, big money, you typically they don't perform well. The team does. The team production typically dips and. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, guys like uh, Rodgers. I mean, you see, uh, Jamar. Why was I about to say Jamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson's contract. He's going to get paid fat money. Do you think the Ravens are going to go a long structure, or do you think I'm not, they won't? They won't do like the home structure, but that's. Do I you think, think the over under would be five if you had to place a bet over under five years? I think five's about right. I think five or six. I think if you I, do over five years, you're taking a risk for him getting hurt because running quarterbacks will get hurt. I don't think. I think four would be. I, four I don't years know. with a fifth fifth year team option. Who do you who do you think gets more years, Baker or Lamar? Baker, by really far, by far. I I'm not sold. I don't think Cleveland's completely sold on Baker Mayfield yet. I don't think they are either, but. 
If I had to put my because money- if you were asking me if I was a GM of a football team, I'd be more comfortable giving Lamar a longer contract than Baker. Eight years from right now, Jackson, who do you think will be doing better in the NFL, Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield? I think it's Baker Mayfield because Lamar Jackson won't even be playing. I, I you know, you can say that, but Lamar through three seasons really hasn't gotten hurt, and he's been doing this running yeah. thing for. He's he's what? How many games he started he's, now? He's, he's like, done it for he's done it for two years. He he started two and a half. He's done it for let's see. He started in the regular season thirty seven games. He started thirty seven games. That's see two, two years would have been two and a half years. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he really hasn't had an injury yet. I'm sure one will come, but you know you also have to consider that with all quarterbacks because. Brady tore his ACL. Peyton Manning had that. Okay, neck but problem. no, that's not the same. Well, I mean, it's a season-ending injury. Ryan Griffin and- the third is Lamar Jackson is Ryan Griffin the third two point RG, you can't really say that though. RG three twenty ACL doesn't hurt Brady as much as it would Lamar because Lamar half his the reason he's so good is his running. Brady he can stay in the pocket. He could play on one ACL. I think he has played on one ACL. Or no. Rivers. Yeah. That was Rivers. Rivers, Rivers <laughs> did it against the Patriots. Absolutely needed no mobility in his game. But yeah, that's, and that goes with It him. might happen. I mean, it might happen, but you also have to look. And I know that you know he missed some time due to off-the-field issues, but Michael Vick really never had a terrible injury. Yeah, he, Lamar's missed two games in the past two years. So I mean, Which I believe were COVID. I believe he— One game was uh, COVID, and the year before, I'm trying—was rest because they were the one seed. Okay, so he's not missed a game due to an on-the-field injury yet, Correct. which is impressive for some. I mean, even Mahomes has missed games for on-the-field I mean, injury. You, but the good thing is you didn't make him the MVP, so hopefully no curse on him yet. That yeah, I'm sorry, but if Tom year. Brady goes down with an injury, holy then I'm just gonna keep picking Tom Brady to win MVP until he's gone out of the life. league. Yeah, until he's done playing football, I'll keep picking him. I'll be like, I no, if he gets hurt this year, I'm just next year I'm gonna pick him to win every single award. Comeback player of the year, coach of the year. <laughs> I'll pick him for everything. I'll just double the curse on him. I really don't want him hurt, to be completely honest. I just want him to suck. Like it would be much more satisfying for him to just think, play like shit. I think Tom Brady Tom Brady either does good or is hurt. There's no sucking in Tom Brady. I saw a debate that said who's physically more impressive at 44, Brady or Floyd Mayweather? I think you'd argue Floyd, yeah, I, Floyd. in my opinion. I think it's Floyd by a lot. I think shot. you would definitely argue Floyd. Now, of course, Skip Bayless's dumbass was arguing it was Tom Brady. Uh, but I, yeah, it to me, to me, even though, you know, they called, you know, they call Logan Paul a YouTuber, that motherfucker's built. All right. That dude can, that dude is huge. That dude is 30 pounds taller or 30 pounds, 30 pounds heavier, like three inches taller, longer wingspan. For a 44-year-old to get in there with a 26-year-old and last like that, I mean, Brady has some good arm strength for a 44-year-old, but it's not mobile, doesn't get hit a lot. I mean, to me, it just doesn't make much sense. And speaking of we'll, – we'll be done with football here. Speaking of dumb things Skip Bayless said, uh, we'll go to the NBA now. Oh, you didn't want to talk about Rodgers? There's not much to talk about with Rodgers, to be completely honest. Let's statement on Rodgers. He didn't attend uh, mandatory minicamp. Yeah, he didn't attend mandatory minicamp, which here's my thing. Green Bay can find him for that, but they don't have to. And so you're kind of put in a tough scenario if you're Green Bay. You have one option. Or no, this is option one. You find him, but if you find him, that 
pretty much puts a nail in the coffin on your relationship with him. If there's not one already, you start finding him for not showing up to mini camp. I feel like if you had any chance of getting back together and making things right, you'd kind of ruin it by that. But the second point to that is if you don't find him, what does that say to everybody else on the team? That, that, that he's better, that he's more important than them, that he, he can do whatever he wants and they can't because they would find someone else if they didn't show up. And so does that mean that they value him? I mean, are they really going to tell the team that they value a guy that won't show up more than they value him or the guys that do show up? Someone I, I don't think said, I doubt the Packers will waste their time. I don't know what they're going to do in all honesty. I think if you knew deep down, I think if you a hundred percent knew Jordan love was ready to start and ready to play right now, this wouldn't be a tough decision. But I think with COVID last year, not having a preseason, not having a long off season, um, and not getting to see him in any game play, it's kind of hard to just go from absolutely nothing to day one starter. You're starting all 17 games. It's a little difficult to do that. And I don't think we'll have that decision until uh, training camp. And I'll say this, and I, people will cut the overreactions will be crazy if this happens. But if Rodgers doesn't show up. I'm not certain Love would be the day one starter. I could see them starting a veteran quarterback and letting Love ease in. I would not be surprised if 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 Rodgers is not there. I would not be surprised to see Blake Bortles starting day one, which is <laughs> terrifying. But I, I'm telling you, I don't think Aaron Rodgers will come back as a backer. I don't think, but I don't think they'll trade him. I yeah, exactly. I think we're going to see Le'Veon Bell sit out. I think they're just I think they're just done with him. They're just. This is but a Le'Veon sh- Bell. This is a show. No one's firing gun. Le'Veon Bell had one year left. Rogers has three. Is Rogers going to sit out three years and then come back at forty? Jeopardy might just want to hire him now. I mean, it's a it's a really interesting situation. From the people though that are close to Rogers, James Jones, one of his former receivers. There's a lot of former teammates um, have said, and they've all come out publicly and said that they believe that the situation is fixable, that they don't think that this situation is just completely lost, which tells me that there's at least some, some chance that they're going to get this done and that they're going to get them there. And on top of that, mini camp's not the biggest uh, thing in the world, I guess, for him to miss. I mean, I know it's mandatory, but mini camp really isn't much to these veterans. If he starts missing training camp, then you've really got to start making decisions about who's going to start, how you're going to move forward with Aaron, what you're going to do. Because right now, it seems like both sides are pretty content on just playing their hand. They're both – Roger's just going to say, I'm not showing up, and they're just going to say, okay, well, we're not we're not moving you. I think, and, I think as we get closer to the year, I think – or to the regular season, I think the Packers will crack – I think Rodgers will be traded. I don't think the Packers are just going to let him sit for three years and they get nothing out of it. So you don't think there's any chance? You don't think there's any chance Rodgers cracks and plays? No, I don't think Aaron Rodgers will take another snap as a Green Bay Packer. It's interesting. I mean, do you think? Do you think he would sit out an entire year though? You think he would waste one of his last years? I don't think. That, I don't think we're going to see that though. But I mean, what I think he what, would. Here's the thing: the Green Bay. Could find the hell out of him. They could they could get back thirty million dollars if he doesn't decide to play this. What year. if he just retires? So then he's a free agent, and then he says, "I'll get the money retire. back." 
You can't. Well, what you can't do is you can't retire and then sign in the same season. You can't do that. So he would miss the season if he retired. I I was just throwing that out there. Okay, I didn't know. He really can't do anything. I mean, that's that would be the a thing. smart idea. <laughs> we, There's nothing. Another thing they can't go on saying is if Deshaun Watson is clear or whenever he comes back, the dude wants out of Houston, and that's been known, but that's been forgotten about. Like Deshaun Watson's also. If you gone. could clear up, I'd say the best. Well, I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers would Aaron like Rodgers this very would much. Never want to go to Houston. But if you're Green Bay, who gives a shit? It's not. It's not Rodgers. Yeah, decision. Rodgers can't have best of both worlds. You could just say, uh, "Oh, you want out of Green Bay? Saints. Fine." What was that? Someone said Saints. Yeah, if they weren't like negative forty million in cap space, maybe, but they're they're pretty they're pretty dead in cap space, so yeah. not gonna happen. The only teams that make any sense are Denver, the Raiders, and that's basically it. No other team really. Maybe Cleveland. I don't if think Cleveland was trading. I I really don't. You don't think they would trade Baker for Aaron? No. You don't think they would? You if you were Cleveland? I wouldn't. If you put Aaron Rodgers on that team, they're instantly the second best team in the AFC. I agree, but that's for and, three and years. night and they they would they would contest Kansas City for the Super Bowl. That's for three years. You have Baker for ten or, or plus. Do you think in the next ten years Baker will win a Super Bowl? No. Okay, so if you do, you think they have a better chance in the next ten years of Baker winning one, or if Rodgers went there right now of them winning one in the next three years? I'm not. I think if you had Rodgers on that team, I think both they don't win. I don't think they win. I agree. I mean, it's damn hard to win the Super Bowl, but I think you're talking about. I mean, it is. Cleveland's got an elite roster. I mean, it's really not hard to say that they were damn close to the AFC Championship game a year ago. They are an elite roster. If you put Aaron Rodgers on that team, they would instantly become the second best team in the AFC. And it wouldn't be out of the question that they could beat Kansas City. No, so I agree. But you, you know, have I that th- for three years. But I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't think that would. I if, don't think. I think to be honest, if they traded for Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield, in three years, Cleveland would be back to where they were three years ago. You know what makes this the hardest thing though, is Green Bay. What probably when they make this, if they end up trading Rodgers. I don't think they want a quarterback in return. In I don't the think package. they do either. I think, I think they, they want to start Jordan Love. They want a lot of draft I, picks, which makes things very difficult because if you're not sending a quarterback Unless back, they, if they trade they, him to Denver, then they might want Locke. But I mean, I I know they liked Locke in that draft. They were considering taking him. There's a lot of reports, but I mean, I think what they've seen, they'd have to have to pass at this point, but. I mean, here's the thing. Even with Locke, though, when you're trading a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, how do you make that cap space equal? Or how do you make that trade work financially if you're not sending another quarterback? Because you saw Detroit with Goff in uh, the the Rams with Stafford swap them. Well, they're both making thirty plus million dollars. That works. But if you're going to send Rodgers somewhere, he's going to make thirty plus million, and you're not going to ask for a quarterback in return. How many players make 30 plus million dollars a year that aren't quarterbacks? If the 49ers then draft Trey Lance, 49ers would obviously be Well, the 49ers were very in on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they yeah. draft day were trying to negotiate a deal with Green Bay, which I could have seen I could have seen Green Bay trading up if they were going to. Green Bay could have traded up to 3, probably got even more picks. They probably definitely could have got more picks than just trading up to 3. 
Um, and they could have taken – if they wanted Lance, they could have. They could have taken Fields, you know. But obviously Green Bay has to have some sort of confidence right now that they can keep Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you they wouldn't do this if they didn't think they had no chance. If they thought there was absolutely zero chance he'd be back, I feel like they would have dealt him by now. Well, I think we should leave it there and go in the NBA. Yeah. As we were starting – John was uh, here. Yes. Uh, for those that don't know, nobody really knows that's watching the live stream. The other guy <sighs> missing is a diehard Clippers fan. When I say diehard, so die hard, I literally he mean diehard. Yes, but John's a weird case. John's a diehard Clippers fan. Was. I had way more faith I will in say that team was. than he did. I will say was the diehard Clippers fan. Tell the, the 3-1 Nuggets blow yes. lead. He was really into it. Now he just hates his life. Yes. But, but no. Uh, I was right on this one. Let's start I, said about, it the old... I was going to say, we should start with the Nuggets, but we can start with the Clippers. We'll just get it out of the way. I was right on this one. I know I didn't. I don't think I said it on the podcast, but I said it in the chat throughout the entire series, Clippers and seven. Um, but yeah, just, just throw that, that little nugget the out there. I might have. Okay. Luca was the best player in the series, though. Yes. And it's a shame that they wasted that really dominant. He I averaged think Porzingis is going to get traded. I hope, but that's going to be damn hard. He's got three more years on that contract Cleveland making for Colin Sexton. And the Cavs are such a dumpster fire. They probably would take Porzingis. Um, would you do that? I mean, that's that's, and you throw in draft picks for whoever wants them. But I mean, Sexton for Porzingis. I mean, I think Sexton will be. If lot I was better. if I was Dallas, I would do everything in my power to go get Damian Lillard. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. If he became available, I would do everything in my power. Or if they can't get him, would want to go Bradley Beal. That could happen. Maybe, maybe. I mean, there's maybe a possibility there, but um, yeah, be interesting. Kawhi but, Leonard, if he he opts think, out, if the Clippers make it to the Western Conference Finals, I think we see Leonard staying and all that. But well, we, yeah, we can get into that now that we're in round two. Um, yeah. Uh, Jokic wins MVP. We also yeah, like deservingly. Tom Thibodeau, Coach of the Year. Deserving. Whenever I say Thibodeau, I think of that dude from Fairy Odd Parents, uh, the Doug Thibodeau. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but I think it's Thibodeau, not Thibodeau, but that's that's whatever. The that's Knicks head coach. The point. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau. Jesus and New York. We'll just say that because the Knicks saw playoff basketball. Since the Knicks, the Knicks said we want Brooklyn, they went 0-3. Hey, man. Had to happen. They uh, they got excited. Good for them. They got to go to the playoffs. That's... Do you think we see the Knicks make the playoffs in the next three years? I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I think I, they overreached this year. I think – I don't think we're going to see this again. Were they even that good this year, though? Exactly. I don't, even think, I don't even think they're but – that, But that's what I think is more intriguing is that they're now – this is the most attractive that the New York Knicks have looked as a free agent landing spot in a long time. I agree on I that. Feel, I feel like there might be some guys that start to consider going there. If They're probably going to give Julius Randle a, a max extension. Um, and, yeah, Thibodeau, I mean – they might not win playoff series, but one thing about Tom Thibodeau is his teams always go out there in the regular season and try their ass off all 82 games. So he's going to make – I think they will make it in the next three years. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it again next year. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Trey Young, uh, I know we're already one game in. Killing it. We're already one game in the Sixers, Fal- or not Falcons, Hawks. 
this is yeah. Trey Young's playoff run that I think we all were hoping to see eventually one day. We knew he had the potential to be this kind of player and have these magical runs when we saw him in Oklahoma just shooting the ball like crazy. Yeah. I forgot who said it, I but think, they said this is the villain of a Steph Curry. Steph Curry everyone I th- loves, yeah. but I think yeah. Trey Young's the villain. No one really likes Trey Young, for one. he draw, The foul thing is a little annoying when he tries to draw all these fouls. But he's unbelievably good. And honestly, this Hawks team reminds me a little bit of Miami a year ago. You know, they, they you know, can I easily think, make the Eastern Conference Finals. They're definitely not going to make the Finals. And Miami wouldn't a year ago if Brooklyn was healthy. But, you know, they've, they've definitely I mean, they've stepped up. I still think Philly wins the series. I think they're better overall, but I mean Atlanta's not a joke. And ever since Nate McMillan has taken over, they've been unbelievably they've had good. the best record. They've been unbelievable since then. Uh, we got Milwaukee's getting the shit knocked out of them by Brooklyn, which Mike isn't Gooden a surprise. Gone should be um, should have been he, gone they, last they said year. He will be if they don't make a deep run. I mean, if I'm honest, I'm sorry, but like I don't know if I would have signed that contract. I just don't see the Bucks winning. They're I say this, partially Giannis is at fault. It's not like he's innocent in all of this. If you're the best player on a team, if you're an MVP player, you've got to play better than what you're doing right now. I agree. Last year I mean, versus, that's, that's not 50 Last year versus Miami, he wasn't good enough. This year versus Brooklyn, he hasn't even been close to good enough. Um, and really, you know, I, I didn't think Milwaukee would win this series. I had Brooklyn in five to start it. Yeah. Once um, Harden went down – I honestly thought this could be a competitive series, and it's just been the most lopsided shit. It's been so <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, they, Chris Middleton's gone back to the old Chris Middleton of choking in the playoffs. Uh, I don't they know. Don't they even have they, Drew Holiday. Yeah, they do. Oh wait, I thought he didn't even play the first game. No, Drew Holiday's there, and he's probably the only one playing worth a shit. But they did lose Dante Divincenzo or however you say his Dante name. Divincenzo. But, I mean. Dante yeah. is not uh, making the he's, moves. He's by just 50. a bench guy. I'll say this he's though: not a bench. He started all the games or sixty-two. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've said this the entire way through. Brooklyn's going to win the title. It's not even oh, going to be close. Yeah. To be so, honest, I think I can't believe I'm saying this. John, probably. I wish John was here. I think we could see a Clippers Nets final. When I said when when we made our NBA playoff predictions, I I said I thought the Clippers could win the West, and both of you thought I was crazy. But I need to see how the nuns the not the nuns the Suns do. Well, my prediction, I'm still sticking with my prediction that it's going to be Brooklyn and Utah, and Brooklyn will sweep which would Utah. Suck. That would not suck. really. I mean, Utah. Utah does not get enough credit at okay, all. Okay, I get Utah. No, they get enough credit. They're the one seed. They, they really don't. The- People underrate them. They don't yeah, get a lot it's of just love. Like, sorry, but that'll be a People sweep. are not – barely anyone is – barely any predictions had Utah winning the West. In fact, more predictions had the Lakers that I saw had the Lakers winning the West than Utah. Well, so, duh. I mean, I think anyone would have thought that. But, I mean, you also have to think at the same time. There like, were seven. I know. I'm just, but okay, when you don't have Anthony Davis and LeBron James for like half the season, that's gonna hurt you. And then when you also have Anthony Davis having literally an injury in every game except two, I think one or two. Yeah, I mean, the, the two that he was healthy, they won. But exactly, that's what I'm saying. So it's just like I still, bro. Utah to me, they are unbelievable shooters. I, yeah, they I are. agreed. They have they've averaged then they averaged the most threes this year in NBA history. 
Yeah, I think they literally were like close to sixteen a game. I thought they were. I thought they were like sixteen point eight. I thought they were almost at seventeen. They're uh, that's unbelievable. I mean, they are. They do need Donovan Mitchell to stay healthy. He's been when he came back, they were completely different after they lost the first game to Memphis. But yeah, I mean, you've got a top five defensive player in the league in Rudy Gobert, um, and then Donovan Mitchell. It's just a well-rounded, well-rounded team. Ingles could shoot. Clarkson gives you great minutes. Um, Bogdanovich is really good to have. I think it just comes down to see. I mean, if we get twenty twenty bubble Mitchell, I I think the the uh, Jazz can make the finals. I honestly want to see Jazz Suns. I think it'd be a great I do series. Too. But I think both. Time, I think those two teams. As I long mean, as I the think, Nuggets don't make the Western Conference Finals, I would be happy. The Nuggets, man, and what's kind of sad is if they had Murray, I really think they could win the West. I do too, which sucks for them. But they just have no. They just don't have him. <laughs> I mean, they don't have him. I mean, yeah. As that. MPJ is good enough. Jokic Thank is the best much. center of basketball. Uh, and all, on top of missing Murray, they're missing Will Barton. So it has just been a real kick in the nuts for them. Uh, and Aaron Gordon hasn't really been performing to what the, everyone was expecting for him to be like. Yeah. Yeah, they we'll see. And I think any of those four I'll, I'll take Denver out. I think any of the other three teams in the West can win it. Yeah, they, they can easily win have conference. a case on why they should win. I don't the think titles. the Nuggets can. Everybody else I think can. And it's you know, I think if you looked at just the rosters, again I would say I think the Clippers are the best roster. If we but get they don't play like it all the time. So it's hard to call them it's hard to predict the Clippers. They're really weird. If we get Sixers versus Nets, how many games is that series going? I think that would be – I would say that would probably be the Nets' biggest challenge would be Philly. You I don't – How many games? I haven't said how many games. Oh. I think it would be their biggest challenge. I think, I think Brooklyn would be able to handle them in six, but I <laughs> – I don't think Brooklyn sees a game seven, to be completely honest. I, I don't just, either. Unless, to beat that team three play, times. I think they could go seven if they play the Suns or the Clippers. And I'm sorry I'm hating on the Jazz, but I just – I think there's like, – oh, you know, I, mean, I have I have the in, – in my prediction, I have them sweeping Utah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – there's no – I mean, there's just no way around it unless – Either Kyrie or KD go down with Harden. They're just so much better than everybody else. Yeah, and that's another thing that really is like kind of helping them right now is, knock on wood, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid haven't had a season-ending injury in the playoffs. And we see that a lot towards the end of the year or in the playoffs. We saw it last year with Simmons. And I'm not saying the Sixers would have done what they did this year with Simmons in the playoffs, but... I'm just saying the Sixers are having a good, healthy run right now. Same with same with Phoenix. They need Chris Paul to stay healthy. Yeah, Chris Paul is true. the only chance they have at winning a title. If he's not healthy, they have no shot. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell, that- tell you what, though. The guy that this postseason that deserves the most credit, in my opinion, is DeAndre Ayton. That guy has been – Yeah, he handled Anthony Davis in that series, and he last night handled Jokic, so – He's really broken out this postseason. I know Booker and Paul will get a lot of the love, and they should, but Aiton's been a really big piece for them. 
I agree. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this should be an inch. This is a good second round of the playoffs. We finally have a year where we're not just we're, yeah. we're excited to watch both sides of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, this is. I think they showed it. The team with the most recent championship out of the ones left was uh, Philly in nineteen eighty three. If the the West doesn't have a team that's won the championship remaining, nobody no. in the West has won a championship. And uh, there's one only, team in. Yeah, there's only one the, team in the East. That's it. Well, they're about to get their first championship. So. Yeah, um, literally the only team remaining that's won an NBA championship has been the 76ers. I think the Clippers. Clippers have Yeah, not. the Clippers are the only team that have never been to the finals that are left. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be an interesting season. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this has been. I'm, I'm excited for it. I think. I hate the narrative that a lot of people have come out with saying, like, Oh, this postseason sucks. You know, the Lakers aren't in it. The Celtics aren't in it. Which makes it awesome. Which is what so many fans wanted. Like, they're like, finally, get these teams out of here. We want fresh blood. It Honestly, I'd be so, so excited for the rest of this postseason if Brooklyn didn't exist. Oh, yeah. It just sucks because every other series just feels so unimportant because whoever wins it is going to get bounced by Brooklyn. This will be the first time in 10 years we don't see Steph or LeBron in the NBA Finals. You're probably going to get used to that, too. I don't think either of them will be back for – I don't know if LeBron will ever be back in the Finals. Is, it, is, depends. it depends. As but, much as that sounds weird to say – Who do you think has a better chance of making the Finals, LeBron or Steph? Steph just – you mean next year or the rest of their career? The rest of their career. Steph, just because he has more years left, I would think – and I think Steph. I mean, you need a healthy Clay Thompson. If, if 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 Golden State doesn't do very well next year, it's not out of the picture he's going to leave. He's an unrestricted LeBron free agent really after next year. Tried recruiting him. Do you know how dirty a team with him and Luca would be? I don't. That would be stupid. That would be crazy. That good. would be stupid. So yeah, or, we'll or there. Steph goes to Brooklyn. <laughs> We'll let you guys run your imagination with where Steph could go and who right, could be teammates it. with. Miami, please. But, yeah, uh, other than that, this has been Primetime Kansas City. Uh, I like this feature on Twitch. Twitch episode. Yeah. We got how, many, how many viewers we get tonight? We have five. Oh, that's not bad. All right. That's not bad. So, shout out to the five. Shout out to Mad. Mad, appreciate you. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Primetime Kansas City. We don't know when it's going to be. That's how we just roll. We might just probably next up. week. Yeah, pro- it, it will be or, next or, week. Or you know, we do have the occasional emergency press conference, but or uh, now that we have this feature, we might even like do some reactions to, to some games. Yeah, we could do that because I can share. My, I can. I can. If share my TV it. wasn't, if my TV wasn't uh, ninety seconds behind everybody no, else, I can screen share with you now too. So, all right, sounds good. So yeah, I don't have uh, a D four of the week, but uh, yes. yeah. All right, we'll be back uh, next week. Other than that, we'll see you guys later. Peace.